Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of our face-to-face. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole. Episode number 76 of the show. It is November the 28th, 2023. Uh, we've essentially rested up now from the Super Nationals. Uh, I got through a pseudo-American Thanksgiving because I'm here in Canada, but so I had a Friendsgiving on a Saturday. David was sick the entire time, so he's just bouncing back right now. But again, we're looking forward to what's happening in 2024. A lot of great things, of course have been hitting the airwaves, David. We've seen schedules finally coming out. I know USPKS is going to be dropping their uh, actual tracks pretty soon here. More information coming out of the Challenge of the Americas out west as well. Uh, lots going on here right now as we kind of roll into the month of December. Yeah, I apologize for my voice. I'm about 90, 95% better from where I was on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, details coming out. We're going to have Andy Saisman actually on Thursday to discuss the Challenge of the Americas. So watch for that face-to-face coming up uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So that one will be a little bit later because Andy loves the uh, the late evening primetime slots. So we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll put him in there before uh, us East Coasters go to bed uh, after that show. But um, yeah, so a lot going on. And again, we're, we're just almost into the month of December. What does that mean? That means, okay, we get a week or two to chill out before we start thinking about 2024. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I know that uh, obviously the Rotax uh, Grand Final is happening as well uh, yes. in uh, in Bahrain. Bahrain. Uh, so of course, we'll be covering that from here. We won't be trackside for that, but we'll be covering that. So you look for coverage uh, on EKN for, for that as well. So again, lots happening. But of course, every year kind of... The new year starts in the old year. That's kind of a carding thing we've always had, right? The 2024 season really starts uh, at Daytona with WK Cart Week. And so good opportunity for us to talk to, to one of the guys. And there's a lot of storylines here that we're going to hit on today. But of course, Margay has been a big part of uh, Daytona Cart Week uh, for, for probably since its very inception. It's become a huge part of it these days with the Ignite program as well. So Keith Freer, one of our good friends joining us here, we'll bring Keith on in to say hello. Uh, Keith, it's, we're going to talk a lot about some some anniversaries with your organization, but I just realized this. You know, I think, I think you and I have known each other for 25 years now. I think it was 1997 when I started with with uh, with National Cart News when I first kind of met you, maybe 96, 97. So it's actually been over 25 years now. So uh, it's been a long time. I was thinking about that the other day, and it has been a long time. And it's kind of frightening to think about that you and I are sort of like, I don't know, do we qualify as like elder statesmen yet? Or Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll nominate both of you. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun back in the day there. And, and we still do, you know, the, the few times that we do are able to get together. But, man, back then we were, we were young and, and had a lot more energy than we do now, I think. Yeah, now we're old. Now we're old, tired, and cynical. It's perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a little bit bitter too. So. I'll say this: I'll, you can tell if you're an elder statesman if you ever drove a go kart that didn't have bodywork on it to a certain extent. Yeah. Not yeah. even a nose. Not even a nose. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, true, true. Uh, I've got a cart right in here in the showroom that you know, was my very first cart when I was ten years old. It was a Panther X Junior in 1978 wow. with a Mac 49 on it, and you know, nobody knew what bodywork was. That's exactly that, right, David. David, you did some no body work racing. Uh, my first cart was a 79 bug. So I was born in 79, but so the cart was as old as I was, but uh, it had no body work. It had, it did have the number of panels on it and it did have that small little fairing. So I think as they got closer into the eighties, they had what that small little fairing over the steering column. Correct? I like the fairings. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my first, my first enduro cart as well. No body yeah. work. 
Well, yeah. hanging out there and you had two fuel tanks on either side of you and that was it <laughs> so again as always folks with our face-to-face shows they are interactive so if something comes up you have a comment you want to make ask a question for keith whatever it may be and then lots to talk about here for margay uh, one of the big things we'll get to later on is that 2024 is the 60th anniversary the 60th year uh, that this organization this company has been in business it's a, an iconic brand uh, in American karting, no doubt about that. They've reinvented themselves a couple of times. The Ignite program, we know, has been such a huge success and so big for the sport. But first and foremost, uh, we'll start with this. Keith, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to get into Daytona. That's obviously going to be the meat of what we talk about to a certain extent. But but you're at the shop right now, and I know where you are. I've been to the shop before <laughs> in uh, in St. Louis. You guys got an open house coming this weekend. Give us a scoop on what's happening with the open house. Well, this is something that we started oh, back in 2015, I believe, and it's been really successful. Uh, uh, it's been it's, it's kind of the time of the year back in the Midwest where there's not a lot of racing going on, but people still are, you know, wanting to get ready for next year and kind of getting wound up and missing the track and wanting to stay involved with partying. And so uh, we originally started doing this on Small Business Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And we opened the shop up. Uh, fire up the grill and get some brats going and have some nice cold beer that's made locally and, and invited everybody in and uh, sold a lot of go-karts, sold a lot of equipment, sold a lot of tires, engine, and just sold a lot of stuff because it's that time of year where we've got team carts, we've got all kinds of things that we've used all year um, that we need to move. And, and it's a great opportunity for new people to get into the sport at a decent price. It's a great opportunity for existing carters to uh, pick up a new or used cart uh, for next year, yeah. to get a deal on tires, to get a deal on sniper laser alignment equipment, whatever it may be. Um, we've got a lot of stuff here that uh, needs to head out the door and get back on track. So a uh, great opportunity for people to come on down. We're open from nine to two on Saturday here at our St. Louis location. If you're anywhere in the Midwest, come on down. We're gonna give you an awesome bratwurst or Italian sausage. Uh, again, cold beer, mom's chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> That's the best thing. Mom's chocolate chip cookies will be uh, readily available. And uh, it, it's just a great time to catch up with a lot of people. It's a, there's a lot of social activity. A lot of people just hadn't seen each other in a while. So, yeah, it's a fun day all the way around. And uh, the weather looks like it's going to be nice. We know, obviously, you'll be there. I think one of the things that's interesting, I know you've done this before, and it was the same thing when I used to go to, like, the KMI Card Expo, right? It's the opportunity yeah. to kind of meet some of the the yeah. key people you'd, you'd stop by your booth and you'd have your kind of primary drivers would be there guys to help build the carts it's, i know you'll be there but but are there other let's say uh preeminent margay guys that are going to be there throughout the, uh, the day yeah that's a that's a great point um and and you bring up kmi that was always a fun show and was. Uh, that was a great excuse to see a lot of people and and consume a lot of beverages <laughs> and, and have a really big time so i do miss that era but um uh, yeah, so a lot of our young drivers from the Midwest will be here. Evan Stommer, Jaden Beckman, uh, oh gosh, Zach Buchanan, who's taking on more and more of a role here at Margay. His role yep. continues to grow every day. He does a great job for us. Zach will be here. Ken Williams, a veteran carter that seems to win whatever he gets into. Uh, Ken has been working with us here at the company for, I think, six years now, and he does a great job. Uh, tons and tons of knowledge with Ken. Uh, Brandon, Brandon uh, Moore, uh, another one of our employees will be here, of course. Just a ton of uh, local families. Um, a lot of our Gateway Cartplex families will be here. Keith Scharf will be around from Gateway Cartplex. Um, just lots of people. Just come on by, hang out. You don't have to buy anything. Come by, have a brat and a beer and, 
or soda or whatever and, and uh, just shoot the breeze with everyone. Any, oh, any, no. any of those old guys, like uh, the, the two brothers that, that t- typically have been racing Margays in the past? The two brothers. <laughs> the, old, the old guy. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Which ones are you talking about? Yeah, there's a lot that I could probably talk about, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. We've got a lot of old guys after being around <laughs> So, I was thinking the, the Mr. Daytona and, oh, and his little brother. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Daytona and Mr. Deltona. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So Randy Folks is, of course, Mr. Daytona. Yeah. And then uh, Rick Folks came up with a great moniker for himself there a couple of years ago. We were at some awards thing. And, and you know, somebody said, well, who are you? You know, and his usual response is Randy's brother. Yeah. <laughs> But he came up with Mr. Deltona. Deltona is a smaller town up the road from Daytona. That's perfect. And so Randy is Mr. Daytona and Rick is Mr. Delta. It was good to see Randy. He came out to the CKNA Grand Nationals. It was good to see him trackside there. That was awesome. So great family. Nine nine till two on Saturday, right? Yes, sir. All right. Nine till two on Saturday. Margie Open House. Uh, stop by if, if even just to get a brat and, and a cold beer and chat with the, the crew from Margay. I know there's lots of great stuff there as well. If you're looking to get a new go-kart, perfect. Absolutely. Let's roll it now to the start of 2024. So you guys have been front and center. You know, the Margay name has been attached to WK Kart Week for many, many years. Let's talk about this year, December 28th to the 30th. It's right between Christmas and New Year's. It's been kind of a, a staple in karting for so many years now. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Dash at Daytona. How has the Margay Ignite program kind of worked its way? How will it set up this year uh, to be part of WK? Well, one of the things that's really important to note is WK has their race format that they've announced for the sprint race, you know, at the old, what used to be the Manufacturer's Cup Series. But on the sprint track there uh, in the infield, they've got a single final. So you've got a day of practice and qualifying, then you've got a day of heat races, and then the final day is your pre-final and final. So every class has a single final. We didn't feel like that worked really well for our customer base and for our racers, for our night carters. So uh, we worked with WKA to, to change it up just a little bit. WKA was very accommodating. They've been just fantastic to work with on this program. Um, but what we're gonna do is have two finals, uh, much like we've done in the past down there. So day one, the 28th will be, uh, just like everybody else, we'll have three rounds of practice and a qualifying session. Day two will be a warm up, a pre-final and final one for Ignite. And day three will be a warm-up, pre-final, and final two for Ignite. So we're going to have two Ignite winners down there and Ignite Senior. And the day two grid is going to be set by your fastest race lap in final one. So even if you had, you know, if you were quick but got crashed out or had some misfortune or something and didn't have a good finishing result, you still have the opportunity to start up front in final two. So what? What are the categories? Is it just the senior class? It's just Ignite Senior this year on the sprint okay. track. Um, the nice thing about having the two finals is if you haven't been to Daytona before and you want to experience the big track, you can race on the sprint track for day one. You know, you can compete in final one on day one. You can win, you can place wherever. And then on day two, on race day two, you can go over to the big track and you can run the full Daytona International Speedway road course, oh, um, nice. in, yep. you know, in some of the road race classes, which we're going to, over there, we do have Ignite Senior, Ignite Masters, and Ignite Heavy. So three different classes on the road race side. Um, I know in the past, uh, when we've done this, we had a lot of people that was sort of transitioned from the sprint side over to the road race side. 
at the end of race day one. So, you know, you can go and you can race on both different venues, which is super cool. Uh, I saw a couple of big, a couple of big names coming back out to run Ignite. Is that, is that still a, a locked and loaded deal? It is locked and loaded. Uh, you know, and, and again, that's uh, thanks to Zach Buchanan, who uh, did all the legwork on that. But the Taylor brothers uh, from IMSA fame will be racing with us for the second year in a row. And they were quick last year. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, they were super quick. Uh, Jordan and Ricky, they really put on a good show. They were all business, but they were uh, fun to be around. They, I mean, they, they couldn't have been nicer to hang out in the tent with, uh, very accommodating. And those guys, man, they just get it done on the track. There's a reason they've won the 24 hours of Daytona. There's a reason they race at Le Mans. There's a reason that Acura or whoever pays them a whole lot of money to drive race. <laughs> well, listen, you, you gotta, you don't have to go back that far, well, a little bit far, but when they were top like Jika drivers back, back yeah. in their, back in their day, right before they moved to cars. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I remember having a conversation with their father on the grid, on the road race side, when both of the kids were running Jika or, you know, some junior class. And, and I had a brief conversation with Lane about the, the kids moving up to the next club. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, and that was, that seems like a long time ago. It does probably around 2006, 2007, because that's when I started covering uh, for, yep. for, for EKN and that, yeah, they were in the stars of carding Jika back with Connor Daly when, you yeah. know, he was running that. And so, yeah, they've all kind of grown up and, and, and moved up the motorsports ranks there. But I mean, they're, but the one thing they don't have is a Daytona win in kart racing, I don't believe. And they haven't won in the Ignite program yet. Uh, but there's a lot of good names that have won in at Daytona in the Ignite program. Uh, you know, talking back when you first guys first started was 2017, it was Zach Veach and Gabby Chavez picking yeah. up victories there. But, and then a number of other drivers and carters that have, that have come on to win. Well, you know, Santino won on the big track a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, so just the names that you mentioned, uh, uh, Gabby Chavez, Zach Veach, Santino Ferrucci, all of those guys have won at Daytona in Ignite cards. I mean, yeah. to me, that's super cool. So I can't pull for anybody, you know, any one driver, but I, I wouldn't be real disappointed to see either one of the tailors win down there because that would be super cool as well. And what an opportunity for drivers, you know, Ignite drivers to get, you know, go head to head against these two guys who are legitimate superstars in sports car racing. Yeah. And again, they couldn't have been, they were just go-karters. They weren't big into superstar drivers. They were just go-karters out having fun. And they're actually bringing a couple of their buddies. They're going to race with them as well. Um, so just, it's a real neat atmosphere. And, um, we're very fortunate. I always say this, you know, because I think we sort of take it for granted after doing it for 50 years down there. Um, but we're very fortunate that we're able to go race at Daytona International Speedway. Um, you've got the dirt race going on. You've got the road race going on. You've got the sprint race going on. It yeah. really is part week in Daytona. And it doesn't really get much bigger than that, you know? I mean, it's just, uh, you know, for somebody that hasn't done it, it's hard to explain the feeling that you get the first time you drive through the tunnel and come up on the inside of the speedway. And, and I know I've said this before, but I'm thinking about it right now and I get goosebumps. I still get goosebumps. This will be my 42nd year in a row racing down there. And I literally have goosebumps just thinking ah, about coming in the place. So that, that, that's a good, that was one of my questions. So we confirmed you're, you're, you're laying, you're laying down again. You're going to do a little racing there. Yeah. Uh, the crew up in Springfield, Illinois, the RRR racing crew along with Doug Cannon. They take really good care of me. Um, I just kind of show up and do what they tell me to do. Uh, <laughs> and win. Well. And win. Well, I, it, it's been a couple how of many, years. How many times have you won there? 
think 23 <laughs> or 27. I don't know. There's some stuff up there. Yeah, I guess say, there's a little hardware up there for sure, right? That's yeah, amazing. But, but I, I, I'm nowhere close to, to Mr. Daytona or Mr. Deltona. <laughs> so uh, I aspire to that, but uh, hopefully I can just keep my streak going for a few more years and, and maybe get to 50 years in a row myself, you know. Here's, here's a question, because I know that uh, we talked before we came on about, you know, uh, everybody's waiting to, to enter. They always, that's just the thing nowadays. Everybody waits and waits and waits to get entered. Um, do you guys still have, a, I don't know, do you guys do the arrive and drive? One of the big things about the Ignite program, not only is it the spec program where you, you know, you're driving the same equipment as everybody. That's why David and I love when we get opportunities to, to drive in the Ignite races. Um, but the arrive and drive that you guys do is so big for a lot of drivers that maybe come from out of town or, or you know, from other, the other coast. Do you guys still have room in terms of arrive and drive opportunities still for Daytona? We, we do. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, last year, we had a father and son from Portland, Oregon that flew in. There you um, go. Yeah. You know, Skitchy Barnes, of course, always comes in from Bermuda. Uh, we've had drivers from Texas, Mexico. I mean, we've literally had drivers from all over the country uh, and even out of the country. Um, so we do have spots available. Uh, we can kind of do it any way you want. If you own your own Ignite cart, we can haul it down there and, and uh, take care of it for you. If you don't own your Ignite cart or your own Ignite cart, um, we can do a full turnkey arrive and drive package for you where we supply everything, including a mechanic. Um, it's literally arrive and drive. Um, you guys have done the program before. It's amazing. Before. Yeah. <laughs> Show up, bring your, bring your safety gear. We've got a cart there waiting for you, ready to go. We've got help. We've got a really great team of people that makes it super easy. And again, you're just like a rock star. You know, you're down there racing at Daytona. You've got your cart, you've got your name above your pit stall and everything. Uh, and everybody is uh, a superstar, you know. Yeah, it's fantastic. No doubt about that. It is awesome. I, I've had. Yeah, uh, obviously, I got. I did it in, in Indianapolis. It was great. Yeah, I just did it at Rock Island. I did three classes all in two days. It was a lot of work, but you guys kept everything rolling. We got quicker and quicker every session. That's all you ever hope for. And 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 I didn't hit a wall, and it was a great weekend. <laughs> we pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlison Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. Fast, fair, and fun. 
Ignite Carding offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Carding utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record-setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margate Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. So, okay, so Daytona's coming, folks. Again, if you have any information, you can uh, contact the guys at, at Margay if you want to be part of Daytona and the Dash at Daytona for the Ignite program. You can do, as again, just the sprint track, or you can do the road track as well now that they've, they've moved the schedule around a little bit. So great opportunity to kind of take, take in a couple of disciplines. Uh, but one of the interesting things, I saw somebody post a little deal here. Keith Warren, I can't, let me see if I can get down to Keith Warren here. He says, yeah. is that a VLR on the Ignite chassis behind Keith? And we talked about this in a uh, an earlier show. Um, yes, I believe that's a VL. Okay, what's, can we get an update now? Where, where are we right now? on the Ignite 100. We talked about that evolution out of the Ignite Briggs, you know, we, and, and here it is. You guys have been, you've had it on track this year. We've had it on track. Uh, we ran it the second half of the season here at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway and Gateway Park Plex. Um, it went really, really well. And um, I mean, just to, for a little background on it, you know, we've been running the Ignite program now for almost 10 years. And we've had a lot of carters that have been in this program with us for quite a while. Uh, and the Briggs 206 is just an awesome package. I mean, we're, I talk about being lucky being able to race at Daytona. Every time I see Dan Roche from Briggs, I tell him, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for providing karting with this unbelievable engine package. I mean, I think a lot of people take it for granted how good this is. Um, it, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it saved karting but it has really made a big impact on karting over the last 15 years now. It has. Maybe a little bit more. Um, and you just take it for granted that you can take this engine, this Briggs engine out of the box, put it on a cart, go out there and you can be competitive with it. And there's so little drama around the engine side of things in the, in the Briggs 206 program. It's, it's really the way to go for anybody getting started in the sport of karting. You absolutely need to start with the Briggs 206. I don't care what your story is. Everybody's got a story, right? I rode a 125 dirt bike when I was a kid and that wasn't too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, trust me, start here. And then you can go do your 125 shifter cart thing later. And you're gonna be so much better off and you're gonna have so much more fun if you master all of the fundamental skills in a Briggs 206. 
And you're going to have a whole lot of fun racing your buddies because maybe you're not going 150 miles an hour, but everybody on track is essentially going the same speed. And to me, the fun has always been the wheel to wheel racing and the back and forth rather than outright top speed. So the racing is terrific. Um, the parody, the parody with the engines is, is amazing. They do such a good job. And I was lucky enough to tour the factory this, this past summer and see how they do it. They've got it dialed in They're They really are super focused on quality. They do. And it shows, I mean, we have zero issues with those engines. So I can't say enough about the Briggs program, but, um, for the drivers that maybe want to move on, maybe want to, you know, or think that there's a lot of young drivers that want to move into cars. There's a lot of old drivers that want to move into cars. Uh, and, and we've got examples of both. Um, but the step from a Briggs uh, powered car to, uh, you know, a USF junior car or yeah. any, any sort of uh, GT4 type of car, anything like that, it's a big jump. It's a, it's a, it's a really big jump. And I think we do a disservice to, to our drivers thinking that they can make that step. You know, there really needs to be that intermediate step where you go from a, a Briggs 206 power cart into a higher horsepower two stroke cart uh, that just, you know, narrows the gap. So it's not such a big jump when you move into the cars. Yep. And, um, you know, Scusa, uh, Stars, definitely USPKS. Um, all three of those programs offer, you know, what I, you know, I always talk about the pyramid in carding. Those three programs are at the tip of the pyramid and they do a really good job at uh, developing young drivers that are going to move on into cars. You know, it's, it's the tip of the pyramid. It's very expensive. It's very time consuming. It's very competitive. It's really hard. It's supposed to be all of those things. Yeah. You know, the 206 program down here, though, forms the base of the pyramid. Foundation. It's the foundation of the pyramid. Um, but I feel like carding has been a little light in the middle. You know, you've got the tip and you've got the foundation. But it's we used to have a really strong regional program in the eastern half of the U.S. where you had the Midwest Sprint Series, the Great Lakes Sprint Series, the New Jersey Sprint Series. You had all of these different programs that were the bridge between local carding and national level carding. Most of those programs are gone now, with the exception of Route 66, which is uh, still around and still doing very well. But there needs to be uh, a bridge for the carters there, uh, you know, again, to just jump from a 206 into a STARS program or a SCUSA or a USPKS program. That's a big jump, too. And there's so little, there's virtually no two-cycle racing anywhere in the Midwest anymore. You've got a few tracks that have, you know, a 100cc tag or call it KA or VLR, whatever you want to call it, F100. Um, you know, there's some of that around, but the Yamaha program is totally gone. It doesn't exist anymore. There's no Yamaha karting anywhere. Yeah. And there's just, there's essentially no two cycle racing. And I think that does our drivers a disservice. And, and I miss it, to be honest. I mean, I like two cycles. Um, you know, they're pretty sexy, really. And, and well, racing... I've done some of that. You're like, I, I do as much bridges as I can, but I got a chance to run the Super Nats. I ran the Super yeah. Nats this year, right? Get a chance to, to run the 100 cc air cooled. So it's fun. Like I again, I had a I had a Margay with a with a Formula Y in 1998. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So and Dave's run done, done a lot of Yamaha racing. So so that so then we had this all this success, all the you know the thousand plus chassis that you guys built uh, for the for the Ignite Briggs. Now you 
people want to go faster, right? It happens. They want more speed and people just want to go a bit faster sometimes. So tell us how, how things go. And what are the plans for the Ignite 100 for 2024? Well, we, we put a lot of thought into it and uh, I feel like we've had a lot of success with the Ignite program for a lot of reasons. We put a lot of thought into that and we really agonized over a lot of the details when we first introduced that program and we worked really hard to maintain all of those details uh, over the years. And, and I think that's why the program is still so strong. So we put a lot of thought into this 100cc package. And originally we had thought about, well, it needs a different chassis. We're gonna build a different chassis specifically for that. Um, you know, thinking that we had to do that. And we started doing some testing and everything and, and had different drivers and different parts and evaluating different things. At the end of the day, we thought, well, that's, this is silly. You know, we've got, over well over a thousand of these carts out there let's make it easy let's just put it on the exact same chassis uh is the ignite 206 you know which is our ignite k3 chassis and let's run a little bit softer tire you know with the 206 we run the hoosier r80 which is a very hard tire last almost all season can last all season um but again it, it sort of levels the playing field so on the Ignite 100, we opted for the Hoosier R70, has a bit more grip, but not so much grip that you're totally gassed when you get out of the thing and your ribs are killing you when you go to work on Monday. Um, we looked at doing that. You know, we, we tested a lot with the Hoosier R60B, a softer tire. And, you know, all the 15-year-olds that drove it thought it was super awesome on, a, on the soft <laughs> tire. You know? Man, this is awesome. This is that's really great. And then we put the old guys in it who make up a large percentage of our customer base and, and potential buyers for this. They drove it on the soft tires. Those guys would come in after six or seven laps and just like need oxygen, you know? So I think we found a happy medium with the Hoosier R70. And we're essentially just mirroring our Ignite 206 program. The, the engine is actually sealed. It's the VLR 100 uh, made by Vortex. Uh, and their, their rock program, which is owned by the OTK group. And I've been really impressed with the quality and the reliability of these engines. Um, we've got a fair bit of time on them now and have been very happy with it, but they're actually sealed, sealed out of the box. And unlike the Briggs, which you can run for several years without rebuilding, and you can't rebuild the Briggs because the bottom end is sealed, we will, of course, rebuild these. We're not going to just start parking these in the corner of the garage. Yeah. Um, but the key is it's a single source rebuilder and it's going to be a, a what I call a blind program where the engines are always going to come back to us. Then they go off to the shop that's rebuilding them. And that way, the people doing the work don't know whose engines they're working on, trying yeah. to keep it a little bit cleaner and uh, we're pretty close to having a maintenance schedule dialed in. And basically, if you follow, you know, so all of the engines come with an hour meter on them, uh, on our carts anyway. And if you follow the maintenance schedule, this is what your budget is going to look like for the year. This is what it's going to cost you to run this engine for the year. Um, so it's the exact same chassis that we're running. So the tracks, the shops, the customers, you don't have to stock parts for two different carts. Um, we're trying to keep it as simple as possible. And I don't know, I, I'm certainly biased, but you can't see the whole part over here, but it's a super sexy looking door. Um, bright red chassis on this one. 
uh, black decals, black bodywork, the VLR100 um, with the seal on it there. Um, just, it's the sound, you know, we've had, so our last race over Gateway, we had 12 of these on track. Wow, all right. And the sound, I mean, Rob, you've been there, Dave, you've been there. You guys have been at big two cycle races. Uh, yeah. Back in the direct drive days, man, there's just nothing like it, you know? It's pretty good. So, um, so the cart's available now. It's going to run next year, of course, at Gateway Cartplex and the Ignite program. Uh, it'll actually run in the Super Comp series at Gateway, which is uh, on Sundays. We're also going to run Ignite uh, 100 Senior and Junior in our Ignite Challenge series. That was my question. Next year, um, which may become a six-race series, uh, but with some double-header dates. We're still working on that. But that basically runs the tracks throughout the Midwest. And um, what we're also trying to do with the 100, one of the things that, you know, when you have, a, when we, as this program has grown and as people have stuck around, you get the Evan Stommers or the Trevor Eggemeyers or, or these guys that run up front all the time because they've been there for five or six years now and they're tough to beat. So you can buy the equipment, the same equipment as everybody else. What you can't buy is the experience. And we're trying to come up with a way to draw some of the experienced guys out of there so we can kind of keep the conveyor belt going. We want new people to come in, but we don't want them to get discouraged. I mean, there's a track here in the Midwest um, where there's a driver that has dominated this track for literally 25 years. I mean, he's 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 been a great supporter of karting and he does a lot of great things for the track and he's a great club member there. But he's been racing there for 25 years and new carters come in and they buy all this equipment and they're like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to beat that guy. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're going to struggle. <laughs> it's not going to happen, you know. So there's a lot of turnover at that track, I think, because people get in and they find out, you know, at best, I'm running for second. At best. And so we want to be cognizant of that. We And, and you know, we want to see new people come in progress up through the field and not get frustrated and, and, and maybe leave the sport because they can't beat the guy that's the 18 time track champion. Um, that's one of the things we actually do at gateway is if you win the, the track championship in ignite senior, you can't run the class next year for points. Um, wow. Okay. Because I don't want to see a 15 time track champion. I mean, I know the jackets are cool and everything, <laughs> but it's not good for the sport. Uh, people tend to get discouraged and move on. So instead of forcing people out of the class, we thought we would kind of try the carrot and stick approach and give them a carrot so they can move up to something else and sort of draw them out of the class naturally um, and into Ignite 100. Dave, do you want to bring that question that Todd, that Todd Bolton came out? That was kind of interesting. Uh, well, I, yeah, I was just going to say it because, uh, you know, one of the earlier conversations we had, I think last year was talking about uh, the supply chain of 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 our, just the sport as a general, and also what you guys were dealing with. How you know over the last year or so, how has that changed? Is it has it improved? Are you are you see are you able to get product a lot easier and and more quant more quantity in uh, in in order to to keep up with the ignite uh, chassis building that you have been doing, and also when you're going to now start pushing out. The Ignite 100, hopefully you're going to be selling a lot more chassis as well, too. Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I really think we've turned the corner, not just 
us here at Margate, but I think the industry, and I think a lot of places too, have, have sort of turned the corner. A lot of industries have turned the corner. Um, 21, 2021 and 2022 were brutal. I mean, they were good. Uh, they were good for carding and that carding was under the radar, under the COVID radar. All of the carding essentially kept going, you know, all the kart racing kept going and we weren't really affected. And for us, once we got over the initial dip, when, when COVID hit, we had two really good years. <laughs> and I think it was the same really across all of carding. You know, everybody was pretty pleased. And um, this year things slowed down a little bit, um, but for sure the supply chain issues at least in my opinion, I think are gone. Um, Any more, I think a lot of people worked really hard to build up their manufacturing capacity and then things have leveled off. And, and now we, we're even in a, in a bit of a position where at times we get things a lot quicker than we want them. You know, it's like we try to schedule things out and schedule deliveries and all of a sudden this stuff just starts showing up. <laughs> like, oh, hold on here, you know, um, but it's been, uh, it's been an interesting period, but I really think the whole industry has, has turned the corner and and I don't think that I don't think we can use the supply chain issue uh, as an excuse anymore. So yeah. um, hopefully I don't have to, you know, yeah. I, I just said I can't do that anymore. So <laughs> I can't I, I can't do that next week. We pause our face to face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. It's a multi-time world champion, and it's a Supercarts USA Super Nationals winner. It is Sodi Kart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the U.S. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodi Kart chassis line under the karting distribution banner, led by industry veteran Terry Germanovich. The French manufacturer Sodi Kart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from Mini to KZ, all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Sodi Racing USA has already begun establishing its dealer network, working with the Karting Collective on the West Coast, and recently signing PK Sport to serve as a dealer and the official race team on the East Coast. Visit Sodi-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis line or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. The Performance Racing Industry Show. The three biggest days in the business of motorsports is returning to Indianapolis this December. Featuring the newest parts and technology, access to countless manufacturers and service providers, and virtually unlimited opportunities to network face-to-face -face with industry leaders, the PRI Show is where the racing industry gathers under one roof for three days in December. If you're in the business of racing, you have to be at the PRI Show. The show takes place from December 7th to 9th at the Indiana Convention Center and is a must attend. Live racing action is coming back for 2023 with the PRI eCarding Classic presented by Top Kart USA. Races will take place daily from December 7th to 9th in Lucas Oil Stadium. 
Visit PRI2023.com to learn more and register today. Race you there. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Back, back, to, back to the Ignite 100. Is there a possibility of seeing it potentially at a Rock Island Grand Prix at one of your, you know, an Ignite major? Is that something, if there was the, it's obviously going to pick up momentum as it gets rolling, right, into a full season. Uh, do you see that being something you might want to plug into a, a major event somewhere? Well, of course, that depends on the promoters. Um, but, yeah, we would love to see that. And, and I think there's going to be merit for it, uh, for sure. You know, we, we didn't really promoted we haven't promoted it to this point we we were just we wanted to have like a soft opening so yeah. to speak and and kind of work out all the bugs and and get some more experience and we've done that and we're very very pleased with it um rock island would be great uh any of the other big events would be great i mean there's talk that we may have a big ignite only event at uh worldwide technology raceways later in the year um hopefully that comes to fruition um Quincy being gone is a little bit of a bummer, you know, the race in the park. But we're going to offer this package, too, to any track. You know, we've got a complete rules package. It's plug and play. You know, here's the product. You order one part number from us. This is what comes in the box. You know, you're not having to source parts from all over. Um, We've got the rules package. Um, It's just very straightforward. You know, it's very simple. It's turnkey again. it's just a natural progression from our existing Ignite program. All right. So, Dave, what do you got? I was going to add, and you could run that that package in a 100cc category at any local club as well, too. Right. You know, any, 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 any club or, or regional program that offers, uh, you know, 100cc junior, master, senior, whatever, they could, with the VLR engine, you could run this cart as long as you, you follow their rule, their entire rule package, probably. Yes. So, this brings up a really interesting point. Um, you know, the Ignite card is built as a spec card, right? And a lot of our competitors will use that as a knock on the card. Oh, well, that's a spec card. You can't compete. Yes, you can run it in the regular 206 class, but it won't be competitive. Well, we've always sort of begged to differ, and, and we've always had results to show that, too. So there was a big event out at uh, Phoenix at PKRA Club about three weeks ago, the Super Showdown out there, same weekend as the Super Nationals. This was purely a four-cycle event, though. Uh, down in Phoenix while you guys were up in Vegas doing your thing. A bunch of four cycle guys were having this uh, shootout down in Phoenix and we had a guy down there on an Ignite win uh, Briggs 206 senior. Wow. And he back the effort from several other teams, you know, all these big efforts. Here's a guy on his 206 uh, or on, on his Ignite uh, 206. Um, his spec cart that went out and got the job done. So, and that's not unusual to hear i mean it's a very forgiving cart to drive um a very easy cart to set up and as david mentioned you can go run this in any class where they allow the vlr ka uh, 100 cc engine package so i think it's going to be really good it, it, the rep i just wish i could get a better shot of the <laughs> red on this. it looks so good well they have to go to the open house on on saturday yeah, somebody can take this home on Saturday. Um, so package price on this cart, fully assembled with the VLR 100 engine, with the Hoosier tires. I mean, literally, as it sets here, without the Micron, is uh, $7,000. Uh, 
I, to me, that seems like a bargain anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you look at any of the other European cars with the KA engine on it or whatever, you're going to be several thousand dollars more than that. Agreed. You look at a, a KTM dirt bike, if you want to go motocross racing, you know, you're 10 or $11,000 for one of those. It's crazy. So great value here, I think. Uh, it is more expensive than Briggs Racing. It does require more maintenance. It does require more hands-on attention if you want to be competitive. Um, but that's just the nature of the beast as you move up the ladder and move up the pyramid. That's Speed costs money and time. So simple as that. It, it does. But I think we've got a, a good package here that's found the right balance. I like it. So let's cap this off. Obviously, we got a chance to talk about the open house that's coming this weekend. We talked about Daytona. We've talked about the Ignite 100. Kind of alluded to it at the start. We talked about it. This is an amazing year for you guys. And we talk about the sport, you know, back in 1956, uh, getting rolling with Art Ingalls and everything happened over in Europe. Margay has been around forever. And so 2024, Keith, you're obviously third generation. Let's talk about what it means. Number Number one, for 60 years in 24 for Margay Racing. And then you, 15 years at the helm yourself uh, a milestone for you at 15 you've been involved a lot longer than that but then to have this this iconic name you know that this, this family business for 60 years that's amazing yeah thanks thanks for mentioning all of that i mean it's i'm really fortunate you know i'll be the first to tell you hey i didn't ask for all of this i just i was lucky i was very lucky um you know my grandfather started uh the company in 1964 uh, the first product was our Margate gearbox, which so many people have heard the story of. My grandfather took my dad racing, and the chain kept coming off, you know, which was a common problem back in that era. And my grandfather owned a, uh, a USAC dirt midget at the time, which had a quick change rear end on it. And he said, but that's crazy. That's exactly what we need on a go-kart is a quick change uh, gear drive system. And so he made one uh, because that's the kind of guy that he was. And uh, so the Margate gearbox came into being in 64. Uh, we started making some components for a company up in Wisconsin called King Cart. And um, King Cart uh, was run by a bunch of really smart guys, uh, the Fox family and Jim Dentisi and a bunch of other racers from up there. They ended up selling the company to my grandfather in 1968. So we started building chassis in 68. Our first chassis looked a lot like a King Cart because that's really what they were uh, with our gearbox on them, with all of our sort of suspension components at the time on them. The guys that sold King Cart, and, and this is where, you know, some of uh, the bitterness that we were talking and joking about earlier comes into play. The guys that sold King Cart to us went on to create a company, a little company called Parts Unlimited, um, which if, if you don't know, is a motorcycle parts and accessory distribution company that today does like, I don't know, a billion and a half dollars. <laughs> right, exactly. It's huge. So, and I'm, but we're still going. So, <laughs> right. So, uh, so 68, we started building chassis ourselves. 77, 76, 77, we started building our own two cycle engine. Uh, so my two cycle roots go, go way back. Uh, when I was a kid in middle school and high school, I'd come down here on the weekends. I'd build my own LMR 100 engines. I'd put them on the dyno. I'd play with things. Um, so we built our own engine for a number of years. Uh, that engine won the Long Beach Grand Prix twice with Scott Pruitt. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. Restoring that cart for Scott now uh, with two LMRs on it. Um, so, 
you know, we, we did our own engine. We found out how difficult that was. <laughs> so <laughs> that didn't last forever, but uh, there's been phases where our product has been really dominant. There's been phases where we've had to work a little bit harder to get back up on top. You know, it's, it's sort of all cyclical, but we've seen a lot. I mean, we've seen almost everything come and go through the sport over the years. And, and we've weathered all the storms. We're still here. We're still going strong. We've still got a great group of people involved with, uh, with our product. And this Ignite program has been really good for us. I think it's been, uh, I think it's been good for karting too. So that's- Yeah, that's what the, where I look at that is here's this I- iconic brand. And you guys have, like you said, you guys have kind of pivoted when you needed to, right? Bringing the engines in, building chassis. You said there's been ups and, uh, not ups and downs, challenges and successes. But it was like you guys were perfectly ready to make whatever change it was that needed to come into the sport when it needed to come in. And, you know, we go back to the start of, of the whole thing with the Briggs and the Ignite. We always you know, use the term pressing the reset button. And and just and you and I always talk about lowering, you know, lowering the barrier of entry, which is what you guys did. I remember, I remember when you first called me and said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to build a go-kart for less than $4,000. I'm like, wow, okay, show me. <laughs> How many carts? Do you know, do you know what, what is the number now of how many Ignites have come out? We should be right around 1,600, something like that. Wow. That, I, I don't know. That seems like a pretty strong number. That's Yeah. For, for a spec program like that, I think that's just tremendous for sure. Is there? Yeah. We, wait, we tried wait. To, I'm sorry. No, you go. Keep going. Uh, you, we tried to do this. I tried to do this early on, uh, maybe just before we met or right about the time we met. And you may remember this. Uh, we worked with Yamaha to do the Tsunami. And we yeah. had the Tsunami 100 and we had the Tsunami 125. And again, it was all about low. I remember it in the magazines. Yeah, it was a national curtain. It was 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was all about trying to lower the barriers, the entry barriers. Mm-hmm. And, and you bring up that term. And that's a really important term, I think, because there's not enough people working in karting and trying to lower those entry barriers. That's a big problem getting new people into the sport. And that's what we're trying to do with Ignite. And that's what we tried to do all those years ago with Tsunami. I was really young. I was a whole lot, you know, when you're young, you're really smart, right? (laughs) And and, um, thought I had it all figured out and had a fantastic opportunity with Yamaha Motor Corporation and Colin Wassa. I mean, I was very lucky again to, to work with some really good people and have great opportunity. And I was unable to make the most of it. I'll be the first to tell you uh, that that, ultimately didn't succeed because I, I couldn't make it succeed. I didn't have the right uh, tools. You know, I just didn't have the right vision for it. And we didn't have the resources to work with a company like Yamaha Motor Corporation. So, um, but the tsunami was the first stab at it. Um, and even before that, when we did the Puma cart, we did a Puma with a flathead Briggs on it as a package. Yep. That cart at the time, sold for $2,000, but now we're getting back into like 1991, 92. Um, That ship has kind of sailed, but I've always been a proponent of turnkey packages. Look, here's the deal. If you go out and want to buy a motorcycle, or if you go out and you want to buy, you know, a wave runner or whatever, you don't walk into the dealership and there's a motorcycle frame sitting there with no engine. That's right. right. I mean, how dumb would that be? If you want to get involved in karting and you're lucky enough to have a brick and mortar type of place around or or even a guy working out of his garage, you walk in and there's a go-kart sitting there with no engine on it. And in a lot of cases, no tires on it either. So the first thing you have to overcome when you're trying to get into the sport is 
geez, I got to buy this thing. I got to put an engine on it. I got tires on it. What if I don't buy the right thing? What if I get the wrong stuff? You know, it's so hard for people to get into it. Um, it, it doesn't do any of us any good. So anything we can do to, to remove some of those barriers, make it easier for people to spend their money in karting. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, that's we it. want more people racing go-karts. Simply. And you, you and I talked from the very get-go about that too. When you guys came out with that price, it was over under four thousand. And I, I remember commenting to you, the thirty-nine ninety-five is a great. That's awesome, and that's that's like the first layer of it. But the second layer of it was you're going to be able, people were going to be able to buy used ignites down the line, yeah. twenty-five hundred or two thousand. I would not. My first go kart was seventeen hundred bucks. If it was a hundred bucks more. I wouldn't be in the sport and I wouldn't have done what I've done for 30 years and been lucky to do it. Right. Yeah. There's so many people out there. I think that if they didn't have that chance to buy a affordable use package, we would have yeah. lost them to something else. Yes. So that's, I guess there's so many layers of what you, what you guys have brought uh, to the sport, I think. And that's what we've got here this weekend. We've got a lot of used product here. We've got, you know, cons- you know, the prices are right on this stuff. There's a lot of used uh, product this time of year out in the marketplace. Uh, and it's a great opportunity for people to, to get involved in carding, not only with the ignite program, but if there's an Ignite card, it's going to be more than competitive in any 206 class at your local track, you know. And if yeah. you can get a great deal on one of those cards and get out on track wherever, East Lansing Speedway, East Lansing Hard Track, you know, take advantage of it and get out there and go racing. Once you're in the seat and on the track, it's over. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're in, you know. So we as an industry have to make it easier for people to get in the seat and get on the track. Keith, 60 years for the Margay name, the brand, the company. You've been in it for 40-something. Uh, what's one of your highlights? I, I, we're talking history, right? What's, give, give me one of the highlights over the many, many years. I know you, we, could, we could sit and talk to you for an hour about you guys going over to try the world championships uh, yeah. with Margay and Doug Henline and that whole program. Yeah. But like, is that one of the highlights? Give me, another, give me another highlight for the many years you guys have done this. The whole Constructors' Cup program, which you were heavily involved with, yeah. I mean, that's not any one thing that was a highlight, but that uh, that that program was a lot of really good people. And and I, I still have the results sheet from I think it was the second or third year in that series. And you can go through that list of drivers and it is holy cow. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, there were 30 kids out there running Formula A. Uh, direct drive 100cc i mean really this package right here and 15 of those 30 kids went on to have legit professional careers um you know of course danica sam hornish michael valiente uh patrick long, patrick long. i mean patrick long's already retired <laughs> i mean patrick yeah. had this amazing career with porsche and now he's a brand ambassador and driver coach and development guy. And all. But remember, he went strictly from WK Constructors Championship on a CRG with SSC to factory CRG alongside yeah. Ryan, Ryan Briscoe. That series was yeah. focused on so much that he ended up going to Europe and being a factory driver. And that was the point of that series. Yeah. That was the genesis of that series. Doug Henline and uh, Randy Kugler and Art and Rod Verlinger all got together and said, look, if we want young drivers here in the U.S. to go over and compete in Europe, we have to have the training ground here because it's so different in Europe compared to what we were doing in the States. So they created the series and they did an outstanding job with it. Um, so that was super cool. One one other thing that uh, kind of stands out, uh, we were running WK Manufacturers Cup and we had won the Manufacturers Championship 
I don't know, six or seven or eight years in a row in that deal. And this was probably, man, I don't know, 2010, 2011, maybe 2009, maybe a little bit earlier. I, I can't, I'm really bad with dates. But we had beat, all those years, we had beat all the Italian teams. You know, one year it was Tony Cart, then it was CRG, and then it was Burrell, you know, and like all those, you know, it was always the flavor of the year with a lot of the European brands. But we were, we were the one consistent company that was always on top for a lot of those years back when man cup averaged you know 450 or 500 a race yeah and um worked with a lot of really great people there and the last year that we really competed for that championship it was us and in burrell going back and forth uh for the manufacturers championship and so above above those trophies there uh, are all of our manufacturers championship trophies yeah and um, so it came down to the last race, which was at Newcastle. And it came down to the last race on the last day, the last race of the season at Newcastle. Whoever won that race was going to win the championship for the manufacturers. Yeah. And Burrell had flown engines over and mechanics and, you know, typical Italian deal, right? And, and, and we've got our little mom and pop operation here in the US. And um, it was a it was a real team effort between a lot of different people. But the class was ICA. And it came down to Brandon Atkins. And I think it was Mike Geeson. And whoever won that race would settle the manufacturers championship. And I was a wreck, man, I was super <laughs> nervous. Um, I had so many good people that was one of the really cool things. Like, I honestly didn't have anything to do with it. I kind of put the people together and then I just get out of the way. And we had Sean Cook tuning that thing. Yeah. And Sean is a wizard. He's really good. And Brandon driving. And of course, Brandon was really special behind the wheel. And just a bunch of other people kind of helping out. Anyway, it came down to the last lap and Brandon pulled it out. And Brandon won that deal. And that won us the championship for. I, again, I think like the seventh, eighth or ninth year in a row, whatever it was. And it was just like, oh, man, I don't need to do that again. Um, <laughs> That's funny you say that because the question I was going to ask you, like all that success, top level success, you guys are focused on the spec program now. Do you ever have that inkling again to potentially put together a package or something to try to go scoozer racing, USPKS, stars, whatever it is? Yeah, of course you do, right? I mean, because you always want to compete at the top level. And I really love that type of racing. I mean, I, I know you do. I love the high-end two-cycle stuff. You know, I mean, admittedly, I'm not much of a shifter guy, but just a pure go-kart. 100 cc. I mean, if we could race 100 cc direct drive carts all day long, man, that'd be fine with me. <laughs> but I'd like to think too that I'm just practical, right? And, and that's one of the reasons that we've been here for 60 years. I mean, to to compete, like you're saying, whether it's stars, scoos, or whatever, the tip of the pyramid, you know, it's a relatively small number of competitors. Yeah. And you've got, I don't know, 20 different brands of chassis vying for the sales in that very small market. So you have to do a lot of development, which I feel like we're capable of doing. We've done that in the past and we've shown that we can do that. We've shown that we, I mean, we've won those races. We've won those championships. But it's the market to sell that product to is so small. I mean, you know, even if you go out there and dominate the Super Nationals, 
you know, we're not going to start selling chassis in Europe. Uh, and, and maybe it nets us a few more sales here in the US, but it comes at great cost and, and great effort. Yeah. What's and the ROI? Would, but yeah. And, and I, would, I would rather channel that cost and effort into trying to bring more people into the sport. Um, yeah. Like you said earlier, you'd almost have to have the right people to, to, to kind of go with it. And you kind of like, okay, you're kind of like the Rick Hendrick, sit back, yeah. let them do the work and then, and then take the glory when they do it all. Yeah. I don't know if it would go like that, but. Well, uh, Rob does. I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Carding Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, IAMI, Rock, Rotax, and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Karting Technologies, head to pktaxles.com. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Yeah, I miss it. I would like to do that. And, and certainly this is a way for us to kind of get back in, in that world. But I tell you what, I really enjoy working with the type of people that we work with in the Ignite program, the type of racers at the base of the pyramid. You know, everything, as we said, the further you go up the pyramid, the more challenging things get. One of those things as you go up that pyramid, it's more challenging to work with people, you know, yeah, and, it's, trust. Yeah. and it's not it's just honestly, it's not as much fun. The pure, I was gonna say the pure joy isn't at the top a top level. It's such I don't think we so. watch we watch parents people scream and yell at each other. The oh, pure yeah. joy of the sport 
is on the yeah. is at the grassroots. Not here. It's yeah. on the base. It's at the foundation. Yeah. You know, and and some of these races that I've seen at our track here at Gateway, you know, where we've got 35 guys out in in, in Ignite Senior, the racing's every bit as good and tough and difficult to win as anything you would see at the Super Nationals. Yeah. You know, so the racing's really amazing. The people are are just just as amazing. You know, and everybody's hanging out at the end of the day. You know, I mean, sure, there's some occasional sniping and stuff like that. It's racing. But generally speaking, uh, I just like where we're at, you know, and, and again, let's take that cost and effort and focus on growing the sport that we all love. That's you know? Yeah, and that's and what you guys are that doing that, which is great. You know, and if people move on from us and they, you know, we've steered people into different programs, you know, I mean, call Mike Rollison. That's my standard answer to a lot of people. You want to go do that? Call Mike Rollison, um, who also <laughs> former Margay driver, yeah, former Margay driver, won some big races for us, and, and just an all-around good guy. So, you know, if you want to go race up there, call Mike Rollison. Um, but if you want to race down here, take a look at our programs, um, take a look at the people we work with, take a look at the tracks we work with, and take a look at the product. This this go kart is so cool. I I'm head over heels. It's like. I don't know if I can do this, but <laughs> he's going to do it. It but does look good. The red and the black. I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, Keith, let's, let's, let's put a wrap on this. We, we get the thing back in spot 60 years for Margay. I like the sound of a hundred. Maybe we get to a hundred years. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be hundred years or not. Uh, what let's just say long term? Do you have any? Is there anything long to cap this show off? Is there anything you have long term? I know that the hundred ignite hundred is going to be something you're going to focus on for the next obviously half dozen years. Get that to where the ignite Briggs is right now. But is there anything on the long term, or is it just continue to focus on kind of that you know the the ideology you have, but supporting the grassroots level of the sport? There, there is. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, there is. I'm not super ready to talk about it, but it's. Um, I kind of mentioned earlier that, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big shifter cart guy, right? Because I think we've seen shifter carts. We've lost a lot of people in the sport due to shifter carts, because again, the guy says, well, I drove a 125, rode a 125 dirt bike, and it wasn't too fast for me. So I'm going to, I want to start and carting on a 125 shifter. I mean, I don't care what your story is. That's just dumb. Don't do it. You know, and there's people that are more articulate about it and, We'll tell you why you should do this or that. Just don't do it. You're not going to have any fun. You're going to get lapped. You're going to get embarrassed in front of your girlfriend or kids or whoever you bring to the track. So just don't do it. Start with something practical. But the reason that you shouldn't do that is because it's really, really hard to drive one of today's shifter carts. Really hard. And, and there's a very small number of people that can do a really good job at it. Um, and everybody else is just out there riding around looking silly. So it's super cool stuff, but it's not for the masses. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the tip of the tip of the pyramid. And if there was something that you could shift, but was more accessible to the masses, and that a bunch of old guys like us could get in and drive and not be falling out of the seat in two laps, but you can go out and you can shift and you can think about what you're doing that really interests me. Um, and it sounds I, like a future podcast. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of phone calls every day, not every day, but we get phone calls all the time 
people saying, hey, do you guys build shifter carts? Or when I get introduced to somebody as a go-kart guy, you know, they say, oh, you build shifter carts. And I, I just say no, and I don't even bother trying to explain why. But, but it is something that interests me if the package was right. And if it was something, again, that people could, those people that call and they want a shifter cart, and you, when you tell them, no, you don't want one, I want to be able to tell them, yes, you do want one, and this is the one you want. Understood. Yep. This is the one that you can go out and drive today, not something with a power band that looks like that. You know, it might make 86 horsepower or whatever, but it makes it for about 200 RPM, and you got to constantly be in this little bitty, you know, I mean, you guys know the story. But um, so that, that really interests me and much bigger scale and then and then i'll i'll zip it but much bigger scale. um all right so let's wrap it up then let's do let's do a synopsis you got one more thing one more thing here i think this is important all right. um, our industry is limited by the number of facilities that we have where we can compete with our products right it's not like a dirt bike or a quad or a wave runner where you can go to the woods or your buddy's lot or the lake or whatever You've got all those places, all those different venues where you can use those products. With karting, with racing carts, you got to have a proper racetrack. And there's not enough attention being paid to the lack of proper racetracks in this country. Um, a lot of the tracks that we go to have been around for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. There's very few new tracks being built. And I think someone has to come up with the formula. Um, to show that it makes financial sense to build new facilities. And it's almost like you have to develop a business in a box program. Yeah. Here's yeah. the template and you have to prove it out. You don't need 86 acres or 30 acres or whatever. You need, here's a small footprint formula where you can go in into a, an area that's underdeveloped or whatever. And on 10 acres or eight acres, you can put in a really nice local regional level carting facility nice little shop areas and garages where people can store their product. Um, and you've got to have rental carts. The only way car track, new car tracks make sense is if you're running rental carts. So that's, that's something that long-term big picture, someone needs to figure out. Um, if I can work on that somehow and, and facilitate that, I'd love to do it. I think you already have it figured out. You just, we just <laughs> need the catalyst. We need, you know, it so happens you you work with Akis. Gee, that would be a great co connection there, and, and working with these major motorsports uh, promoters. And, and because again, karting is the base, the foundation of motorsports as a whole. And so when you put the NASCAR, the IMSA, the IndyCar, it's a this is a whole nother podcast. But yes, <laughs> I agree. Thing. I agree a hundred percent with you, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, so let's wrap things up uh, this weekend. What, nine till two? Nine till two, Saturday, here. Come have a brat and a beer with me and the rest of the team here. It'll be fun. And if you haven't been to Margate, just go to Margate. Like, I remember, like, the first time when I, when you and I first did uh, Quincy in the Park, I flew into St. Louis. I I couldn't believe I'm walking into the shop. It was, just, it was awesome to just be there, first and foremost. So, yeah, that's nine till two this weekend. Uh, the Ignite 100 is something that's obviously folks coming to uh, the playground. It's uh, been rolling a gateway, cartplex, but uh, watch for it. And how it develops through 2024, we'll make sure that we do something about that. We, we got to do what we need to do is a test drive and get out there. So definitely, definitely got to put together. And real then, quick, real quick question. Go, Dave. Oh, who who does your graphic kits? Somebody was asking. Oh, there you go. Uh, we do them in house. Uh, Zach Buchanan uh, does a lot of that. We've always sort of 
basically done them in-house. And uh, one more thing on Zach's plate. So, yeah, if you want custom <laughs> graphics and if you really want to wear them out, call Zach tomorrow morning and say, hey, I want custom graphics. But We will yeah. do a quick little celebrity hello shout out. Greg Dingus in the house. Greg Dingus is another guy that was involved with all these graphics as well. And, yeah, and I have to say, I'm not trying to suck up to Greg or anything, but <laughs> Greg was uh, Greg was absolutely instrumental in making Ignite what it was. That was what you talked about. You asked about anything I really remember, any sort of high points in my career or whatever with Margate over the last 40 years. But developing the Ignite program and the way we did it and the way we worked together and the way we had conversations, um, and the way we went back and forth and not necessarily always agreed, but still worked through everything to come up with this final program, and final product. It was Greg and I and uh, Jeff Vansel as well uh, here at the time. And it was a lot of fun working with those guys. And it was really cool to see what we came up with. And, and I can't say enough about Greg and his uh, input into the whole program. And Greg's obviously gone on, as we know now, to become uh, one of the leading videographers and social yeah. media guys in the sport. Does a tremendous yeah. job of the work he does as well. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so let's just cap things off with this. Last but not least, congratulations on 60 years. Let's see if yeah. we can do 60 more. But uh, uh, again, congratulations, Keith. Uh, hang out in the back of the studio. We'll chat with you afterwards. But otherwise, we'll let you go. Thanks for taking the time out tonight, brother. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. David Cole, there you have it, right? Uh, listen, there, there are brands that have come and gone in this sport. You know, we mentioned some of the ones that have been around before. You, you know, you mentioned the guys like the Bugs, the whatever, maybe the the uh, the Invaders that are still here, obviously with it with a sec, a, what, yeah, third generation guy, and 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 you look at uh, things like Emic and Track Magic, whatever it may be. Margay has stood the test test of time. Bottom line. It has, you know, and like he says, he's evolved, they've evolved with the sport, you know, like it's, it's crazy to think that they used to manufacture their own engines. You know, that's, that's yeah. the, you know, you, you ask anybody here today, it's, they're thinking like manufacture your own engine. What are you, what are you talking about? I just yep. go to Italy and order, or I go, I go somewhere else and, and get it, you know, it's so that, that's the, that's the unique side of it and all the different things they've done over the 60 years. And again, just finding and evolving with the sport and finding a way to, to stay relevant, but also to, like you said, continue to be a brand that people recognize. That sprint, dirt carts, road race, right? You name it, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, always, always great to talk to Keith. So much going on there. We talk a lot there about the, the importance of the grassroots level of the sport. And you can hear Keith that there are thoughts, Hey man, I'd love to be able to go do this, but the focus still, and their kind of ideology now their focus is, is on making sure that there are people there still that are, that are, you know, committed to, to the grassroots level, the foundation of the sport. And that's really what, you know, the Ignite programs become. Um, it's helped support the 206 program. The carts are out there. They're running tr on, on, on uh, tracks and clubs all around the country, whether it's a straight Ignite program, David, or some of them just, you know, they end up getting sold and they're racing at some other club in Arizona or California or Oregon, wherever it may be, right? So, again, over 1,600 go-karts, just Ignite carts being made uh, over the last number of years. They've done such a great job in kind of rebuilding that, that level of our sport. Yeah, who knows how many they've done over 60 years. I mean, that's just a lot, including road racing, dirt. They Again, they used to do the dirt stuff as well. Yeah. So a lot of different forms, a lot of, uh, of that. And uh, yeah, and like you said, it's, you know, he said ma and pop story. You know, you think about it when they were winning those Manufacturer Cup uh, Constructors Championships, it wasn't they had the big tent. It was all it was all racers who had their yes. own deals going on and they just brought parts and, and extra this and extra that. And, and then mentored, you know, chassis changes here and, and this and that. And so 
it wasn't the big teams that you're, you're used to seeing today at the, at the top level. It was all, like you said, father and sons or fathers and daughters or full families all parking out of their, their 10 foot trailer or the back of the pickup or, or this and that. So, so that was the foundation that, and it still is with Margay. It's always for me to, uh, for us to be able to have Keith on the show uh, from Margay. It's always a special time. Obviously he was there when I first kind of broke in as a journalist back in the mid nineties and, uh, you know, struck up a really uh, good friendship early on. It's always great to talk to him and see what they, they, they've done. Anytime, David, you and I get a chance to drive a Margay, you know, we're going to jump at it, right? If we get a chance to run the ignite, we're doing it. So I would tell anybody, if you've never done it, do it. Make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. Like I said, I did Rock Island at three categories. I was excited to get back behind the wheel of a Margay. It had been a couple of years. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying out the Ignite 100. The other one I'm looking at is maybe next year, David. I know that's a big year for you and your family up at Daytona. We should probably go run at Daytona next year. Yeah, I think that's going to be a given. <laughs> I'm going to, if I have to, you know, send email every single day of the week, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, that'll be well, one. Fill, fill and, people, uh, well, let's, let's cap it up. Fill people in. Why is it so important for your family? Daytona next year. Well, I can't even do the math right now because I'm still at 90, 90. So my dad started in 74. So 2024 will be 50 years. Uh, so that's going to be his final season racing. Um, so not this Daytona, but next Daytona will be the, uh, the final race that he wants to do. So we'll of course do road racing stuff, but yeah, maybe we'll, we'll try and get over to do the, the sprint track as well. Shout out to Bob Cole, still racing 50 years. That's absolutely fantastic. Folks, thank you so much for joining us in this edition of Face to Face. Lots more to come. As we say, every time we have a show, a topic will come up. <laughs> we'll like, that's another podcast. Huh, yeah. We write, we write it down. And it's going to start happening through this off season. Lots, lots going to happen still this month. And then of course, January and February before things really start getting fired up for 2024. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We do appreciate it. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.